Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about the value of an ATC and physical therapy degree, and we also talk about some of our favorite exercises for the serratus anterior muscle. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance in Boston, Massachusetts. We have Mike Scaduto, Lenny Macrina, Dan Pope, just put and, your finger and Dave mouth. Tilly. Did I touch your mouth? <laughs> like you came like this, and it was like my mouth was open, and you almost... Your mouth was... Did you I was head, chewing. Did you just headbutt my <laughs> finger? <laughs> That's pretty crazy. We are here at Champion PT and Performance doing oral searches for Dave's cavities <laughs> um, with my finger. I didn't know what else to come up with here. We're going to... We're going to not stop recording and keep rolling with this episode. Uh, oh my we're, we're here, as always, answering your awesome questions. Before Lenny gets into our student introduction, Mike, for, for your segment, do we, do we have just, just one? Just one? Do we, do, do we have any, any unusual facts from Mike Scaduto today? Well, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> I just actually just learned this fact that giraffes have an eight-foot-long tongue. That's awesome. Yeah, to get the food from the mouth. Down. All of them. What's, what's the standard? Wow. I believe it's plus minus six inches. Can't it, eight feet comes out? No. Does that include the throat? Because no. the throat's right The throat is about seven feet, right. and then you only get a foot of protraction of the tongue. Yeah. Right. So it's not the interesting part. Is not that they're tongue. They gotta reach the tree, and then it's gotta get all the way down to the stomach. How many vertebrae do they have in their neck? Ooh, good question. Thirty-seven. I think it might be. It's in the 30s. really. It's in the thirties. Are they like really? All right, good fun fact for the kids. Uh, Lenny, who do we have for students joining us today on the today, episode? Today we have Kara May Sheft. We call her May from Belmont University in Nashville. Kara played softball Great band in May. middle so school. I, I've noticed you shift more to fun facts about the students versus nicknames. Are we in off the nicknames? Uh, I feel like nicknames are probably pretty bad. We have May May in the bowl. Maybe May Maybe May in the book. Maybe May in the book. That sounds like a sitcom. May in the book. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Maybe <laughs> 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 Or like a uh, uh, two DJs. Uh, yeah. Some, yeah. some morning uh, yeah. show. Maybe yeah. in the book. Well, bowl. the bowl is a country station here in Boston. The so. bowl. Yeah, Horns true. up, Boston. That's literally what they say. Wow. I, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I said that. But. Sorry, Len. And Nick Acapello Jacopello uh, from Toro College in Long Island. New York, New York City, New it's York. It's gonna be State. May. Acajaco? Acajacapello. Jaco. 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 What do we have? What was your nickname? Jaco Willick? Jaco. Jaco. Okay. Good to know. Jaco. You don't like that? I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm pre- I don't prefer Jaco. students picking their own nicknames. <laughs> right. He's right. always that's curious to hear. Did ask me. Well, we always ask so that way we know. We know not to call you. Always lie. But was that hip hop dance? The Jackawabies? Like they they won America's Got Talent. Like dancing with the faces that my masks on. I'm not really showing. I don't know. <laughs> nice try. What do we have for questions today? <laughs> All righty. We have Katie from Long Island. Ooh. And she says, do you feel that having an ATC degree in undergrad helped prepare you better or gave you a leg up, either to employers or as a clinician? What can someone who's not an ATC do to make themselves more competitive? Ooh, directly. Degree. Am I the only ATC? 
I am the only ET. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, <laughs> would, you, would you really? <laughs> all right. So, so, all right. So, read me the question again. I apologize. So, it, <laughs> what what did having uh, my I I wasn't thinking about I was the only did one. Did having your ATC undergrad make you more eligible jobs? Have, yeah. Right. So, to answer your question, a lot of PTs ask me about getting an ATC degree and whether or not that'll help them be a better physical therapist or to get a better job or to get more pay or to do different things. And my answer is always quite simple. Yes, it will help you if you would like to become an athletic trainer, right? Like me also getting my plumbing degree, right? Wouldn't help me be a good physical therapist, but it would help me be an amazing plumber. So if I wanted to be a plumber, then that makes sense, right? But I guess what I'm getting at here, right, is that getting an ATC degree, the difference between ATC and physical therapy, there's a ton of overlap, right? But it's like acute on-field management, emergency management, uh, some of the nitpicky things with like sports that physical therapists don't deal with, like the day-to-day stuff, like abrasions, contusions, like stuff like that. But it's really about, you know, acute management of athletes, and that's not something physical therapists do. Right, and I don't think we should do it. We even with the concept of the SES, and the SES does not prepare us to do that. All it's just a test, you know what I mean? So like, so I don't think we're gonna do that. So my question to physical therapists all the time is, if you have a desire to work in a training room and to be an athletic trainer, then having the two will make you a very powerful clinician because you can do a little bit of both. Right, but if you want to just be a physical therapist, even if it's an athletic training room, I don't know if that's going to really help you a ton. Right, so for me, I've had job titles, I've had roles where I I was employed as an athletic trainer. I happen to be a physical therapist. I think that made me a more valuable athletic trainer, right? And I do see some value, but you have to. You have to figure out what you want to do. If you want to cover a sideline, if you want to work with the team at that level, then an ATC is probably going to be what you need, right? Is it easier to get your foot in the door as a physical therapist in pro sports if you have both? Yes, right? But here's why. Not because they think it's more valuable. It's because you are more valuable and you can actually work as an athletic trainer. Right, so it's not that just magically getting that's going to work. Is you're going to have to actually be an athletic trainer for that to work. Right, makes sense. So, all right, based on that, anybody have any other you know jumping in? You guys aren't athletic trainers, which yeah. is which is good. Yes. What's your view? Yeah, so I did my SCS with the goal of just being a better sports clinician, and I felt a little bit uneasy because I felt like they were trying to make me into an ATC a little bit. Make you like do on-field yeah. management. So I, I, by I, mean, I reading a book. Yeah, and I and I understand the value of. So I went to like a course that was like higher-level EMR stuff, and we talked about spine bone. Like I understand the value in me knowing of those things and being like involved, but I'm not the person to spineboard somebody who breaks their neck on a field. Right, and I felt like I was kind of getting pushed into more of the, you should be the role of an ATC, but I had zero clinical experience with those kind of things. As, and I did the home studies course, but even friends of mine who were in the residency programs still felt like when you're on the field, the ATC was the head or the head doc was they the head better person. Be. They better. It's like, did you have to be so good in that 10 minutes if stuff really goes bad? That I felt like um, the ABTA maybe used to reevaluate, reevaluate the balance of doing on-care field management and being aware of it versus actually being the person doing it. Like, I'm a better clinician because I know where you came from right. as a dislocation of an ACL or whatever it is or, or like a, a big blow traumatic surgery that somebody relocated. Like, I get that, but I'm not going to be the person doing it. So I, I, and this goes back to Lenny and I have talked often with you guys about like, you know, to get your 
continuing education. It's like, where's your on-field management? Where's your stuff? And it's like, that's not what we're doing every day. That's not what we're good at. So it becomes a little bit of a, a scope practice kind of thing. Yeah, no, I agree. That's good. I mean, I, I guess I would summarize and just say again, like, look, if if you want to be an athletic trainer, then having an athletic training degree and a physical therapy degree is a powerful combination. I, and I think that gives you a lot of flexibilities in collegiate and pro sports to be able to work with a variety of people in multiple settings. If you want to be a physical therapist and just get your ATC but not be an athletic trainer, I just don't know how valuable that is for you. Um, would it help you get your foot in the door? Yeah, maybe, but I don't, know. I don't know if I'd go back to school to just get my foot in the door like that. I think you have to embrace being an athletic trainer. I think that's what I would you know, rather get into your mind. I'm pro you doing it. I don't want to come across like I'm not, but you got to do it for the right reasons, and it's because you want to work as an athletic trainer um, in some sort of setting. Make sense? Okay. Awesome. What is that? We get another question? We do, yeah. Jessica from Iowa, other than supine scat punches and push-ups with a plus, what are your favorite exercises for strengthening serratus anterior? This, we, we usually don't get questions like this on the podcast, right? Just like basic questions yeah, like this. Yeah. We always get these like deep philosophical questions that you know, we have to go through. So, all right, so what, what she, she's excluded to, so we can't say push-ups with a plus. Why can't we do them? Or, <laughs> you can't say that's your favorite. Uh, what if that's the best one? So push-ups with a plus and, and supine jabs, right? The two obvious. Uh, what else? What are, your, what are your other go-tos for serratus activity? I'll go curveball first. I like reverse bear crawling. Why is, yeah. why is that a curveball? I think that it helps. Well, no, I mean, it seems not, like a fastball right now. Not typically. Look, I mean, everyone's thinking more like the, the dynamic bear hug aspect. Like open I chain. Was, I wasn't thinking that. Just keep going. Yeah. No, I think that uh, reverse bear crawling is very good because it's not very challenging to start with, but it's also like closed chain upward rotation, which I think is another right. overlooked. And because because you're pushing off going backwards, yeah. you're getting that upward reach in a closed chain you know, position. Mm-hmm. I love it. So people with limited shoulder mobility can just take shorter steps. Reverse bear crawls. You know what I would just add to that too is our people that we have like like significant long thoracic issues, right? We we take reverse bear crawl. We even scale that back to like just quad rock backs yeah. and even just like one arm pushes like rock back into the wall. So mm-hmm. variations of that for the people that are significantly limited, mm-hmm. um, they really, really can engage their serratus better in that closed chain kind of upward push. The first time you see that in a, in a long thoracic, like a neuro, neurological person, it'll make you a believer in it. So reverse bear crawls are amazing, right? Michael? One or two? One. You do as one. many as you want. 40. Uh, I like the yoga push-ups and like a landmine press, half kneeling landmine mm-hmm. press. All right, so yoga push-ups, same concept. to the same con- Right, as the reverse bear crawl, but you're getting more overhead mobility, right. which is a good kind of progression in there. So that's good. So, so uh, we're piggybacking up on that. Closed chain, pushing backwards, upward rotation. And then landmine. Why do you like the landmine, Mike? So landmine, like a barbell like in the corner or actual landmine unit where you can really get that overhead press. Why do you like that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're getting, uh, we're getting upward rotation of the scapula, so we're going to be using the serratus. It's open chain. Uh, and it's it's um, a regression to like a strict overhead press. So if someone's trying to build strength into a pressing motion, um, but they can't tolerate strict overhead press, a landmine's a great place to start to train the motion of the scap and build some strength and uh, capacity there as a way to progress to an overhead press. And it really feels good. Like you can really, I don't know if it's because it's the one arm <coughs> into it a little bit, like the 3D, but you re- you can really get a good reach with the landmine. So Dan, I know you've been, you've been waiting. <laughs> Jonesing, yeah. Uh, well, I think the big thing you guys are talking about is like the, the position of the, the shoulder, I guess, right? It's like 110 or so is where you do the manual muscle testing for the serratus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. it's not as good. at 90 is not the best, right? Yeah. That's been shown to be a little bit higher. It's probably about 100, 110, somewhere around there to do it in that position. So even just a supine jab, there's a better way to do that. 
Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why the bear crawl is so nice, like mm. that landmine press is so nice. We're just working in that one angle there. Um, a couple things I like, um, I like band presses, like a band punch press where basically you're rotating and pushing like you're throwing a punch. I think one of the reasons why this is good, and I like to set the, um, so basically if you're doing like a cable, you set it a low cable, so when you press it's up on an angle. Right. Same reason as before. Um, but I like the band because it's more tension at the end range of motion. We're actually reaching at the very end. So the emphasis is now more on that extra reaching bit. Right. And generally... Less on tricep. You got more it. More on the, the reach, yeah. Yeah, more on the reach. Um, and generally people that I'm working with anyway, uh, that have shoulder pain, they don't tolerate pressing very well, especially a deep press variation. So if you have the this part, the deeper part of the press unloaded, the end range is a little bit more work with That's less great. pain, which is good. Um, one thing I will say, and this is uh, oh, another weird one, but I think handstands and wall walks are like one of the best serratus exercises. And this is purely anecdotal, but every time I haven't done handstands in a while and I start doing them, it's so weird. I have such soreness in my serratus anterior. And so it's a kind of a weird soreness, but I think it's partly like you're pressing, you're protracting, it's very similar to crawl, but now it's your full body weight, so it's just harder. And, and it's unstable, so you're like, it's kind of like on off, on off. Yeah. 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 Wow, good one. Len, how's your handstand? I'm working on it. I'm still trying to get over the, the blood flow, lack of blood flow to the brain, but whatever. It's <laughs> working progress. We need excessive blood flow to the brain. Len, what do you got on serratus? Uh, Oh, I guess, I guess, why do I get lack? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all great answers. I mean, it's uh, anything that's going to be upward rotation, upward rotation and protraction is going to get you. So the progression, I like landmine press. I, I mean, I like dynamic hug. I think that's kind of what Dan defined. Um, I don't know why we can't do a, a press or um, a, a, a push, um, but I think progressing from landmine to an overhead carry and you kind of get that extra upward rotation with the press, so like a kettlebell carry um, or some kind of carry in that position, I think is going to be good as well. So that's your progression from landmine to, um, you know, a little more of an overhead position. So all good answers. I don't know if I have much more to add besides yeah. keeping in mind anything that's going to get upward rotation and protraction of the scapula on the ribcage. Yeah. Lot, Let's get creative. Lots of good ones, right? I, I like all these closed chain, chain environments. I think we did a good job with all those. Um, I, I would just say, you know, Lenny was kind of saying it, but like EMG activity of the serratus, I think matches what we functionally need in a lot of these exercises. So one of the ones we like least is a supine jab because that is pure protraction. But the way the, the shoulder works and the way the serratus works is it does upwardly rotate and protract. So it does both. So I like to make sure that I'm incorporating exercises that incorporate both simultaneously. So instead of doing a jab like this, like Dan said, like a punch or like, you know, that, you know, type of thing, this is protraction. But if you do this, come up and then do a plus at the end, now I'm getting upward rotation and I'm getting protraction. That's better and it's more functional. Then you start going a little bit higher. That's like kind of your landmine. You're emphasizing more upward rotation. You start to add that closed chain environment, I think that's good proprioceptive feedback to push, which is going to get you to do a little bit more of serratus. And then I would also say unilateral stuff like Dan's like kind of punch type thing, I think that's super helpful to also engage the other side, so that way you get some reciprocal either tightening of like, let's say I'm doing my right, some left oblique or kind of stabilizing my rib cage, so that way my scapula protracts around it, right? So you could do like a push-pull, or you can just isometrically hold and kind of do that motion. I think that's another benefit. So great exercise examples, some concepts from from my mind that I would I would try to do. And then like Len said, just be creative, right? But you know, if you understand the concepts of what the straightest does, just be creative. So that's a fun question. 
I like that one. I had fun. Me <laughs> too. That was a lot of fun. It was a great time. It was enjoyable. Quite enjoyable. That was good. That was good. So awesome. Great question. Head to MikeRyle.com. Click on that podcast link and you can continue to ask us some questions. PT, fitness, sports, performance, the business aspect of it, education, anything you guys want to talk about, just let us know. And be sure to go to iTunes and Spotify, rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you on a future episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.